Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. house always always amen uh this this coming week uh we're leading into easter it's going to be a busy busy week amen in the church uh, we got prayer uh, this coming thursday 7 30 8 30 that just lands real well don't have prayer amen at the church before easter that sounds good amen i'm going to have game night on good friday good friday's good good friday because we're getting together game night amen good time amen fellowship invite someone out to that as well on friday night and then we'll be here amen sunday morning for resurrection sunday and so that'll be great and tremendous as well again as i told you this morning slated for the 25th of april uh, we're going to take this carpet and stretch wrinkles out of it amen not us but we're having someone come do it amen to take care of it and so we're going to try to remove the trip hazard and uh, perhaps it'll give it a little facelift and look better i know it will look better Amen. Get that done. And so we are excited about that as well. Now remember, pray. Because if he gets done early this week, he'll give me a call. And if so, I'm going to be calling everybody. I'm looking for strong backs and weak minds. Strong backs and weak minds. Because if you've never tried to lift one of these pews, you sure enough doing some lifting. Whenever you pick up on one of those pews. And so we're going to call this uh, Anytime Fitness. Whenever that happens, it's going to become Anytime Fitness. Amen. And so going to come do your pull-ups and so on and so forth. Amen. But we're looking forward to that. Amen. The 28th of the month of April, Brother and Sister Batson from Nashville, Tennessee is going to be here. And they're going to be preaching the word of the Lord. And you won't want to miss that as well. Now, as a reminder, with that coming up, on the 28th of April, we do at 5 p.m. have a connect meeting. A connect meeting at 5. Amen. It will be in the back. And uh, that is required of people that's volunteering on every every level, whether it's an entry level, whether it's platform level, whatever it may be, if, if, if from Sister Deborah putting letters on the signs, everybody that was included in those original meetings be included back there, amen, for that connect meeting at 5, amen. So please be advised of that. Is everybody staying informed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, amen, here lately? Hasn't Brother Mason been doing a tremendous job and, and Sister Tasha with pictures and things and getting things out there uh, and honestly it has it has had a, a positive impact in the fact we've got uh, stats and stuff that brother Alex has sent me of, of likes and people that's coming that's never been there before and so on and so forth as a result of uh, this continuous uh, a feed of information going out from the church and so uh, that's a positive thing because uh, many ways that's your face uh, to a world that may not come first that a lot of times they will go to those type of places and uh, check you out and look you up and so on and so forth and so we're thankful tonight amen for that i know i've had you standing for a little bit but i I thought maybe you might need to stretch your legs and so turn to matthew chapter number 10 if i was wrong it was just you know oversight on my part i suppose but i just thought you might like to stretch your legs amen mark 10 going to start with verse number 13 here tonight mark 10 and verse 13 hallelujah Lord's presence has been good to us here today. Mark 10 and verse 13, the Bible states these words. 
and they brought young children to him that he should touch them and his disciples rebuked those that brought them but when Jesus saw it he was much displeased and said unto them suffer the little children to come unto me and I'm not doing a baby dedication tonight but I you know suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of God Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child. See, the Lord just did a switch on us. He just went from the natural to the supernatural. Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and bless them. Tonight, I, honestly, I, I'm not submitting to you anything to hear this evening that's deep and profound. But it is God's word. It's probably last month that I pinned a few things down along these lines. I want to minister in question form to you this evening. So I ask us this. When did God's children grow up? When did they? When did they grow up? When did God's children grow up? Hallelujah. I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Amen tonight. Thank you, Jesus, this evening. God, you are so honorable. You're altogether lovely. God, I magnify you, Jesus, in this place. God, take, Lord, the meager words, God, that I may have. Lord, and bathe it, God, in your anointing. I pray, Jesus, this evening, God, for the hearer, Lord, and those that have gathered together here tonight. God, I pray, oh, Lord, I submit myself unto you. Mark every bit of air from my mouth, I pray tonight. God, to be able to speak with clarity, Lord Jesus, from these, Lord, scriptures. God, and let them, Lord God, be instruction and direction, Lord Jesus, for our life. God, and I will not fail to praise and glorify you, Jesus, in this place. In the lovely name of the Lord Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Can everybody say amen? Look at your neighbor before you seated and smile at them real big. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated tonight in the lovely name of the Lord. When did God's children, when did God's children grow up? Pages of Scripture. Pages of Scripture are littered, literally littered, from Genesis to Revelation passing through and covering both the Old Testament and the New Testament with verses and phrases and references about us being the children of God. At different times, it talks of us as being the sons of God or the daughters of God. We are His children, of course, through a very simplistic way, first of all, by being children of virtue of being the creation of God, being that he formed both Adam and Eve, mankind in the beginning, in the garden after his likeness and in his image. We are God's children by virtue of being the creation of God. But secondly, tonight we are also virtue, amen, by virtue of being his children, we are according to our new birth experience, being born again of the water and of the spirit. By virtue of that, we are called and referenced as being the children of God. 
John said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. As many as received him, amen, he gave power to become the sons of God. Paul said, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The leading by the Spirit, amen, connotes and denotes, if you will, us being the sons of God. I understand tonight I am a, a, a child myself. I know I'm an adult, but I am a child. I understand that a natural child never gets too old to be considered the child of their parents. Amen. My mom and dad still call me their boy. Amen. They still call me their child. You never get too old to be your parents' child. But I believe also there are certain aspects of our life lived for God. Where God wants us to be mature, God wants us to grow up, but then there are other aspects of our experience with the Lord in our life lived for God. Where God would prefer that we retain the simplicity of our childhood. In this Christian walk and experience, it's as though God wants us to both be an adult and a child. He wants us to grow up and at the same time still have some childlikeness to us in certain areas and certain aspects of our life. Paul said in Corinthians 14 and verse 20, he's talking here in the context of spiritual gifts, but he said, be not children in understanding. He said, how be it in malice. In other words, our desire to inflict harm or hurt upon another. He said, in malice, he said, be ye children. But in understanding men, I believe that is a point proven for what I just spoke to you tonight, that God has certain areas in our life that he would like for us to grow up, but he has other areas of our life. He would like us to maintain a childlike approach and a childlike attitude. He tells the writer through Paul, God tells us that a child's understanding, of course, a child's understanding is limited. They're limited. It's limited by what they know. They only understand so much because they only have so much knowledge. If you could broaden the base of their knowledge, then you will broaden the base of how a child understands. And so even sometimes as a child, just a little child wet behind the ears, not having much knowledge, a child will play off they will play off as though they don't understand something sometimes just to escape an accountability to someone. <laughs> I've, 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 I've had, uh, you know, my children at times tell me that they, they didn't understand how to do it. You know, I don't, I don't know how to load the dishwasher, Dad. And sometimes them telling me them, they don't know how to do it quite right, they don't understand how to do it quite right, it's really trying to escape having any accountability of having to do it. Oh, someone say amen. But as adults, Paul said, though we, we, we should not be children in understanding. He says as adults, uh, he said we, we need to become, we need to be men. We need to be men in understanding. Meaning the, the more that you know, the more knowledge that you grasp, uh, then there's a greater chance, a, a greater responsibility, if you will, of understanding, hopefully, of what is required or needful of you. And so Paul says it quite plainly. A 
amen, with the help of the Holy Ghost, that if you're going to be a child in something, be a child in malice, you know. Don't, don't be, don't, be a child, amen, and wanting to inflict hurt or harm on another individual. And so God is starting to stage some things in scriptures, things where he wants us to be more childlike, but in other places where he wants us to be men, other places where he wants us to be adult. And so he's telling us we need to grow up whenever it comes to understanding. We need to grow up whenever it comes to responsibilities. He says, but you need to be childlike whenever we're talking about malice. We need to be childlike whenever we're talking about gossip. You know, I, I, very, I don't think I've ever uh, overheard or eavesdropped on a bunch of little kids talking about other kids. Just being honest. I, I don't ever remember going to preschool and hearing a bunch of kids talking about a bunch of other kids. No, honey, they're just living the dream. It's childlike. They're having fun. Someone hurt their feelings. Who cares? What the big deal? You know what? I got other friends. La-di-da-da. Amen. And you know what God's saying? He's saying there are some things in the household of God we need to still be childlike in. But there's some other respects that we need to be adults. And we need to grow up. See, kids have this innate, almost an innate resilience almost about them. Uh, by, 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 uh, kids have the ability not to be long at odds with, with other kids or hold grudges long with other kids or be seekers of vengeance with other kids. Why? Because they're just a kid. And say amen. They're, they're, they're just a kid. You take the same scenario and you set it in the context of adulthood and somebody's not going to talk to somebody for a week. Somebody else is not going to let them ever outlive whatever injustice that they did to them. See, so there's some benefits by, about being childlike in some respects, but also being grown up in some other respects. Someone say amen. See, there's some things that it's okay, even expected, if you will. That we grow up and mature in. But there's some other things that it's okay. That God would like to keep us childlike. And childlike tendencies for. But here is the issue. Everybody listen to your pastor tonight. Here is the issue. The problem is most times we have matured in the things he desires us to be childlike in. And we become childish about the things he desires us to grow up in. Oh, someone say amen. That, that's really where he, 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 we understand that he wants us to be childlike and some things are mature and other things, but we oftentimes get it flip-flop. We oftentimes get it inverted. We oftentimes get it reversed. If I can say it like this tonight, oftentimes uh, we're childish about godliness and we're childish about righteousness and we're childish about holiness, attitude and apparel, and we're childish about faithfulness and we're childish about financial stewardship and we're childish about responsibilities and we're childish about expectations. But then on the flip side of the thing, somehow we become, amen, the most mature worshipers. The most mature worshipers, the most grown-up praisers were the epitome of dignity and decorum whenever it comes to prayer. We've got so mature and grown up, Bishop, that we know how to quench the spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I quench the spirit now because I'm a big boy now. 
we've mastered the art of escaping conviction and shaking off the compelling of the Almighty because we're all grown up in this thing now. We're all mature in this thing now. But I've come to ask you on this Sunday night if somebody can tell me, will you please, when did God's children grow up? When did God's... I'm all for them being mature concerning righteousness and holiness and godliness. I'm all about all that. But when did we grow up concerning worship? When did we grow up concerning praise? When did we grow up concerning prayer? When did we grow up, amen, concerning the moving of the Spirit? I'm here to tell you there's some things in the kingdom of God He always wants us to be childlike in, and that is our worship, that is our praise, that is our prayer, that is, if you will, the moving and the ebb and the flow of the spirit Because in the Bible, for every admonition, one in particular that Paul gave that said, whenever I, when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I'm fine with that. Have no controversy with that scripture, but for every scripture that admonishes us in certain areas of Christian living, of growing up, there are other scriptures like Jesus, whenever he spoke, referring about the words of David, whenever he said, Yea, have ye not ever read out of the mouths of babes and sucklings he has perfected? Praise! Honey, this is not a grow up on everything or be childlike in everything. No, we got to follow the prescription of Scripture in our talk, in our reasoning. We need to be men. But when it comes to our praise and our worship, we need to be like a child. We need... You know what the amazing thing is? You know what the scripture said there in Matthew 21 and 16? He said that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected. Everybody say perfected. Thou hast perfected praise. And so the miracle of it all is really this. And that is that imperfect or immature childlike spiritual mouths are capable of surrendering perfect, complete, Sound praise. What are you saying then, Brother McGee? I'm telling you this. That God would rather have perfected praise from childlike lips than the most mature saint haphazardly given imperfect praise. No, 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 no. Y'all Okay. Y'all being rough on me here lately. I like when there's an ebb and a flow between pulpit and pew. Y'all kind of been rough on me here lately. You don't make me take off my belt. What I'm saying is this. Our mature praise knows that the exact angle the hand should be raised. Our perfect praise always claps just on beat. And only a certain distance from each hand from each hand. Our imperfect praise. That comes from mature saints. We know how to do the praise thing. 
We know how to do the worship thing. We know how to put words together and make the prayer sound eloquent. But God says, I perfected praise. Whenever you didn't know how to stitch two words together to pray, he said, honey, it was none better than then. He said, I perfected praise whenever you came in and you didn't know if it was time to clap or raise your hand or just do a little one of those jobs. He said, that's whenever it was perfected. Whenever you were childlike in your experience and childlike in your formation of coming to God. Honey, I wish some of us would never lose the childlike tendencies that we had when we first came to God concerning praise and worship and prayer and going with the moving and the ebb and the flow of the Spirit. Tell me now, when did God's children grow up? Oh, please help me tonight. Because what I'm trying to say, and basically is this, your praise is more perfect when you're more childlike in it. Twenty years isn't going to make your praise any better than what it was when you didn't know two cents about God or His Word, but all you could tell is something what you was feeling, you kind of liked, and you responded. Someone say amen. He says, yay, yay, have you never read that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings I have perfected praise? Look at verse number 15 in Matthew 21. That led up to verse number 16. Look at it, if you will. You can get it on the screen there for me, sis. Amen. The Bible says, And when the chief priest and the scribe saw the wonderful things that he did, speaking of Jesus, and look now, look at the, the phraseology here, and the children, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the Son of God. The Bible says they, speaking of the chief priest and the scribes, they were sore displeased when the children were crying out to Jesus. Yet in our scripture text tonight, in Mark chapter number 10, the Bible tells me, although in Matthew 21 it displeased the chief priest and the scribes when the children cried out to Jesus, the Bible tells me in Mark 10 that it displeased Jesus whenever he seen that the children were restrained from coming to him. It says, but when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased. And so you got to ask yourself the question, are you more willing to displease the Lord or displease those that are in the outskirts of the atmosphere? Because they're displeased because of your worship and he's displeased because nobody's coming. Someone shake their head just a little bit longer here. Hallelujah. He's displeased because they're not coming. Now see everything pieced together here. Because he's the one talking to them then that says, have ye not read? They are the chief priests. They are the scribes. 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 Well, that's a noun. But the word scribes comes from a verb, safar. That means this. And it describes what scribes did. In essence, it means to write, to set an order, and to count. That was the job office of the scribe. He was to write the law. No Xerox copy machines. Oh, what a failure. 
No Xerox copy machines. If they was going to have a copy of the law, a scribe sat down and pinned each and every letter, every jot and tittle of the law. Then he was to order them all those precepts in the honorary proper canonized, if you will, order of the scripture. And then to make sure nothing was missed, he went forth and counted every marking of the law. Someone hear me? So these were people that were in close connection to the law. They wrote it. They arranged it. They counted the letters of it. But they got so caught up in the letter of the law, they disengaged from the spirit of the law. They, get, they got so caught up in the thus saith the Lord and counting the letters and the jots and the tittles and the stress marks and arranging it so that they somehow divorced themselves from being involved in the spirit of the law. That's the reason why Jesus spoke to those scribes that wrote it and arranged it and counted it and said, your eyes has been up and down all over this thing. Have you not read that out of the mouths of babes and suckling? In other words, how can you have so much interaction with the word and not get the concept that I want you to be children in your worship? Someone say amen. In the process of writing, in the process of counting, they forgot to internalize the message. That perfected praise flows from the babes. Flows from the sucklings. Everybody say amen. amen. So whenever you read the account, the harmony of the gospels of the text that I read you tonight that you can find in Mark and Matthew and in Luke, it paints a full picture of who was brought to the Lord. Mark says that young children was brought to the Lord. Matthew says that little children was brought to the Lord. Luke even describes. Uh, describes for us that infants it uses that word plainly in the English that infants were brought to the Lord and so think for a moment of these that are coming and making their approach to the Lord of however they can according to their age there is a broad spectrum of activity that's coming from young children little children infants when you talk about their advancement to the Lord there's a broad range of maturity or lack thereof as they're making their way to the Lord. And Jesus then takes our magnificent story and text here and moves from the literal, Brother Mason, and shifts to the spiritual in just a moment. And he tells us in his word, the text that I read to you tonight, that there are at least, and I say least because this is just our text, that there are at least two ways in our text that Jesus wishes for us to remain childlike. Number one, in how we come to him. And number two, in how we receive from him. Someone say amen. <laughs> this is real practical tonight. But somebody needs to get it in our spirit. Take an infant that Luke speaks of. That is immobile. How is he going to come to anyone. You know. You know what he learns? She learns early on. There's no formulation of words. But there's a groaning. What's that meaning? I want some attention over here. 
I can't crawl to you. I can't walk to you. I don't have that ability yet. But all I know how to do, I'm going to employ. <laughs> My God, I wish we wouldn't you lose the childlikeness of our infancy in the house of God and in prayer when you can't make it to him sometimes. I would like to hear in the prayer room somebody over there. <laughs> Amen. Groanings that cannot even be uttered when you know not what you ought to pray. The Spirit make an intercession. We've traded groanings for English verbiage that we can concoct in our mind. But I wish somebody would tap in the spirit of a groan, a childlike prayer groan. When did God's children grow up? Let's raise our hands in this place. Brother McGee, I, I just prayed every prayer I can pray. It just seems like I can't get the intention of heaven. Well, if you'd move from your maturity level down to childlike and just groan a little bit in the spirit, you might get heard what you can't say with your lips. It can come from your spirit. And God could turn an ear and say, wait a minute, that's childlike prayer. That's childlike. There's no maturity in that. There's no pomp and church. No, that's childlike. I'm calling you to your emphasis, thus saith the Lord. Yea, that in the time 
that the comfort that you knew was from the arms of those that bore you and that you found your soothing and your comfort there. Yeah, I'd say unto thee, they have grown old. They have found comfort from a stranger's arms. From foreign arms they have went to find, if you will, the soothing of their soul. But I, the Lord, would speak unto thee this night. I am calling thee back to little children, back to infants, that the soothing that you get is from the hands that bore you, from the hands that really created you, from the hands that made you who you are and that birthed you anew by my spirit. Let me be the soothing voice. Let me be the warm and do not, do not go seeking the arms of a stranger for I the Lord am here this night yea I would say unto thee be my child and I shall be a father unto thee hallelujah let's raise our hands one more time right now father I love you I love you yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, 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 more, son. Man, we need to get connected back to our cry. We need to get connected back to our cry. Man, there hasn't been, amen, times in my life all of us maybe can recount of sitting on a pew and all of a sudden hearing that, whoa! Amen, and what is it? Some gray-haired old lady. She's old, she's old, but there's something hollering, whoa! What's going on? She has a childlike prayer. She has a childlike worship. She has a childlike praise. And honey, she's making connection with the one she wants the attention of. I guarantee you that. She's over there. Ah! Whoa! Oh! Yeah! 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 What happens? Even little children, younger children, what happens in that growth process? They learn some things, don't they? Huh? They learn some, those grandkids learn some things, didn't they, as they grow older? They learned they could do this. And from the perspective of where they were and where you were, it was more like this. That's childlike. That's childlike. Honey, let me have a group of saints that just got arms stretched. What are they saying, Lord? They want me. What are they saying, Lord? They want some of my attention. What are they doing, Lord? They're begging. No, no we become adults in this thing. It ain't pretty. From an adult standpoint, really, if they weren't connected to you, there's nothing pretty about that leaning and that stretching and all that. It don't look all just so-so. But, honey, it gets the attention of the one that's wanted. 
And you know, quite on the contrary, also, Brother Fred, it's hard for the one that's being desired not to go on and give in. I wish somebody would just form some puppy dog eyes for the Lord in the house of God. And other people look at him and say, how in the world can you resist that face? They just do it all the time. You hear them? They just do it all the time. Anytime I come by, they're going. Man, I wish somebody could just somehow tap into it when he's passing by and start getting the, the grabbies on. When did God's children grow up? My kids, they learned something. That first year, there's so many changes. They learned something. They learned how to roll over. And then they learned they could get to me by keep rolling. You know why we don't see much holy rolling like they used to in the old days? People's growing up in their worship. My tie's got to stay straight. I got to have the tie tack on. My jacket's got to be in place. My hanky's got to stay in my pocket just right. We don't want to get involved in much of that because that's going to mess me up. An adult shouldn't act like that. Let me tell you this. Some things in God's house, you still need to be childlike in. And if that means rolling over from one side to the other because the Spirit of the Lord has you rolling, then roll on, honey, roll on. I'm telling you right now tonight, you know that this man right here is none too proud to row if God wants me to row. Why? Because, honey, if I'm trying to get the attention of heaven, I'm going to expend whatever can be expended in order to get the attention of the master for sure if he's passing by. Been a long time since I've seen it. I've seen it in evangelist days. When they learned how to crawl. I've seen it in the evangelist days. When God's spirit was powerful enough. And they could sense it. And they were far from God. And they dropped out of that pew. And they went on all hands and knees. Just to get to the altar. I've seen it. What in the world? They are crazy out of their mind. No honey. They have their mind most than some of us. what the deal is you know what the deal is sometimes if you get kids around older kids they start trying to act like the older ones are try to talk like them act like them and they're not going to make themselves look anyway foolish because they want to be with the big kids let me tell you we need to we need to scratch that one out of our mind when it comes to the house of god I don't care who wants to be mature in their prayer and their worship and all their, their pop and all this. Who cares? Just be childlike for God. Just don't, don't, don't. And we have all these other majors. They get old enough to learn how to walk. Now little Trevor or little Mariah can walk to me. Even when I'm in bed, they can come find me. Now in those in those intermediate in those 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 early stages, walking sometimes. Woo. They might fall down and get back up, and they do the scoot. They're walking. Now that doesn't that look crazy? Doesn't that look some? But you know what you're doing on the opposite? Come on, honey, come to Pappy. 
Come to Pappy while you're encouraging them in their advancement to you. Honey, let me tell you, you don't have to worry about, you know, looking just fine and just right in a Pentecostal apostolic church concerning those things that God of heaven has stooped down to your level. Say, come on, honey. Come. You got it. Just one more step. Just one more. Just, just. Tell me, when did God's children grow up? They learn how to run. They learn how to run. Let me ask yourself just a practical question. When was the last time you had a child with you that was so excited about going somewhere that whenever you got to wherever you was going, these words came out of your mouth before they even stepped out of the car. And you said, I quote, don't run. Fred McGee, why do we do that? Because they are so overtaken by excitement. They want to run to what they want. And they're excited about it. When did God's children grow up? When, Brother Andy, did God's children grow up? Honey, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being so excited about getting to the house of God that, that, you, that you pass uh, the conspiracy of people that back, that's back here talking. Listen to me right now. Let me pastor just real quickly. That needs to stop because if you're a guest, you don't know how intimidating that really is. Okay, point of order. But, but you come through there, you bust through the doors, and you're like. What's wrong with them? Honey, they're just excited to be here. What's wrong with them? They're running to something they desire, something that they want, something that they're ready to be involved with. What? You don't have to wait on me sitting by the back door saying, now don't run, don't run, don't worship, don't shout, don't pray. So, no, no, you ain't gonna hear that from me. Just go on and be childlike about it. I don't know how many times my kids have got out of the car and ran. And I said, don't run. But they're overtaken with excitement. Even Mariah getting more 13 sometimes. You can tell when the gleam is in the eye. Are we here? Man, I'd like to see some bug die Christians just in the pew. Are we here? Is it church time? Is worship starting? Is the preacher going to preach tonight? 
says, the children and how they approach me. The children want to be childlike in the way that they receive from me. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. He said, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as little children will not, shall not enter therein. Because they need to be childlike in how they approach. But they need to be childlike in how they receive. We've had grandkids and cousins and everything grow up around us. Uh-huh. And when they get a present, when they get a gift and they receive a gift, number one, they normally take what's being presented to them. First rule of order. They are taking if it's being given. And when they receive, they are so overtaken with excitement over what they're receiving. They don't even know what it is yet. But with just the fact that they're receiving, that I've seen them with it in their hands, jumping up and down. And before they even have anything open, they're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. When did God's children grow up? Honey, there's sometimes I'm set, and you've heard me even preaching. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You know why I say that? I'm excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just overcome with childlike in my reception. Yes, I'm already prejudging me tonight saying you are stupid, you're crazy, and nobody in their right mind should act like that. Goers into the kingdom of God should. I've been the giver sometimes. And all of a sudden, they've received, they've excited, they jumped, they said, thank you, and then it's this. Oh, Uncle Paul. Oh, Uncle Paul, thank you so much. When did God's children grow up? When we get the entitlement that this gift was owed to me? There's no hug. There's no pat on the back for King Jesus. Don't worry about what it cost him to get the gift to you. And I'm just happy tonight. I'm just happy. I am blessed. Man hugged. Touched so deeply. Sometimes I've seen I've seen him cry. I've seen a kid had tears trickle down their face. Overwhelmed with emotion of what they have. I'm serious. They have cried. 
mean, they got your children. Grow up. Jesus says the kingdom is made of children. I got to hurry, don't I? This has been fun. The kingdom is made up of children. If you cannot receive the kingdom as a child, you'll not enter into the kingdom, he says. You need to be childlike some of these various areas of our Christian experience. Why, Brother McGee? Because, you know, what I've observed children is this. They'll sing when others deem it appropriate or not. They'll sing when others deem it appropriate, or if they don't, they're going to sing. It doesn't matter what location they are. My kids have sung in the shower, but they've also sang in the shopping center. Belling it out as young tykes, just as loud as they could. Every other parent in a earshot is looking down the aisle. And they're there, and they're just singing. And they don't care who's around. And they don't care the mood of everybody else that's around them. kid in the store it don't care who in the world is watching staring they're doing their little jig and they're singing their little heart out why because they're just a child I know this is real basic tonight but I hope it's piercing somewhere you know what you know I've learned about kids they don't mind to interrupt Still yet to this day, I have a conversation with my kids. Dad, hey, Dad, they pull on the coat. They pull, they get right in front of me, and the next person, they, just, they don't care to interrupt. Don't care to interrupt. They, could, they couldn't care less if I was having a conversation. All that they, that's just them. Hello, yeah, Grandma, 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 Grandma. Just pulling and tugging. When did God's children grow up? Huh? We, we need to have our free feel. God, God, hey, God. Hey, God, pull on him here. Jerk on him here a little bit. Hey, man, we need to learn just to be like a child. Dance around, raise our voice, don't care who's watching. And you know something about kids? It's just innately in them. They don't know when to quit. They don't know when to quit. Trevor Paul, you quit doing that? What does he do? He does it again. Mariah Dawn, will you quit that? What do they do? They do it again. Kids just don't know when to quit. You can tell them a thousand times, you can spank their rear like they did mine when I was a kid. You know what I did? I went and did it again. They just don't know when to quit. When did God's children grow up? When did God's children grow up? Some of you quit doing some things that you used to do. When did you grow up? What happened to the spirit? I just don't know when to quit. This is what I do. This is how I act. The Bible says in Luke 11 and verse number 8, story is told. There is a friend, a traveler comes to him by night. He is needing sustenance for this traveler. He goes over to his friend's house. He's knocking on the door. He says, friend, there's a journeyer that's come from afar. Could you, not A-F-I-R, but from afar. He said, sir, could you spare three loaves of bread for me? 
Bible says that this man whose door he's knocked on has already went to bed. He cries out to me and he said, sir, I'm already in bed with my children. We're all in the house. We're laying down for the night. You know what it says? It doesn't say that the man tucked his toilet tail between his legs, went back to the journey farm and said, well, there we go. Sorry, buddy. Nope. Bible says... Hey, sir, I got a journey from a fart that came. Could you spare three loaves of bread? Did I not tell you that we're in bed? Or he got my children here. Everything's done for the night. He didn't leave. Came back. He said, sir, I got a journey from a fart that come. Could you spare three loaves of bread? And the Bible says in Luke 11 and verse 8, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because it's importunity. You know what that is? He just never quit. Because it's importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. You know what got that man those three loaves of bread that night? His childlike, I just don't know when to quit. <laughs> Lord, it's me. Lord, it's me. Over here, God. Paul McGee, 732 Ficklin. Here it is, God. What in the world is his deal? He just don't win. He's just like a kid. He just don't know when to quit. And you know what? Not because, I'm, not because I'm his friend or he's my friend or none of that, but because of my just not knowing when to quit attitude, he says, let me open it up, son. I'll get up out of bed. I'll stir and I'll provide the bread. And the Bible says in verse 9, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, that means asking and keep on asking, receiveth. And he that seeketh, that means seeking and keep on seeking, findeth. And to him that knocketh, that knocks and keep on knocking, they don't have a give up and quit spirit. It shall be open because of their childlike spirit. Man, this is just too much fun tonight. serious I'm having a lot of fun so when the children come to him and approach him as children and receive him as children this is the end result of our text the children then left having been in the arms of Christ the children left having been touched by Jesus the children left having been blessed by Jesus it's in your Bible. Because their childlike reproach, their childlike receiving, they were in his arms, touched by him and blessed by him. But look, if you will, to the contrary, the disciples, they left having been rebuked by him. Because they tried to stymie the childlike approach. They weren't touched, blessed, or in his arms. They were rebuked by him. All because they thought that childlike or children not, not to come to the Lord like that. That Jesus had the mindset, not only should they come like that, they should receive just like a child as well. You'll stand to me, I'll lay on this plane. You better be glad I didn't finish my notes tonight. And I'm not talking about what's before me, I'm talking about before I got out of the office. But this is very, this is very important. I don't want you to miss these closing words. This is very important. Brother Mason, I don't know. Listen to me. This is very important. I'm, emphasis is there with purpose. I don't know if what happened next was predicated 
on what had been observed with the children coming, their receiving, and their interaction with Jesus Christ. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is very interesting to consider. The children had come as children. They received as children. And then the Bible tells us the story of this. The very next verse, look at it. Mark 10, verse 17. Look what it says. And when he, speaking of Jesus, was gone forth. He's leaving the atmosphere of the children where they came and where they received. When he was gone forth into the way, there came one running. And kneeled to him. And asked him, good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? This follows all this up. I don't know if this man had observed how the kids approached him, how they received, and how he touched, blessed, and caressed them. But a man is now found running to the Lord and says, I want to know about this eternal life stuff. Listen to me tonight. For the Holy Ghost is instructing us tonight this. That if we will still approach the Lord as a child around here and receive from the Lord as little children. Are you listening? I have confidence from God's word. It will promote somebody that's interested in eternal life to run to him when they're here. Let's take a moment and just do a little recall, okay? Middle Church, we are having a service. Shouting, dancing, a bunch of childlike activity. There was a man in that service. It was your daddy. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we are everything childlike. Uh huh. His dad takes off running around the church. You remember it, Brother Fred? He stopped right here, raised his hands, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and went back to running. That's insane, Brother McGee. That's what happens for those that are hungry for eternal life when they get in the atmosphere. Of a bunch of childlike praise, childlike worship, childlike prayer. They don't feel inhibited in how they approach the Lord when you ain't caring about how you're approaching Him. My God! I've been in one, listen, I've probably been in more services than a lot of people in their life around here. And I've been in one too many services where I've witnessed people in churches so involved in childlike demonstration that people started coming to God that didn't know anything about God. What were they looking for? Eternal life. Because they felt like in an atmosphere of a bunch of childlike worship, they wouldn't be out of place with their meager way of coming to the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Because, folks, there is no complicated combination of spiritual maturity in coming to God or receiving from God. The essence of the matter is this. You just need to be childlike. When it comes to those things in this Christian walk, you just need to be childlike. So my, my plea with you tonight, let's be men in the things that necessitate us to be men, but let's be kids in the things that, desired, that God desires us to be childlike in. That's right. Honey, there's no decorum up here. But Sister Sharon starts to do that. There's no dignity up here when Sister Rhonda's face lights up and she starts shuffling back. There's no dignity around here when a stomp gets in Sarah's right foot and leads to her left. There was no dignity in my grandma Weisenberger when arms hurt. There was no dignity in my grandpa Weisenberger when he started digging tater. There's no dignity whenever I start shaking from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. But I tell you what happens. Those that are in need of eternal life, they're saying, I feel something. There's something going on. There's something happening around here. What's happening? There's something going on. I like what I'm feeling. I like to experience that. I might mosey on up there and say, God, what about this eternal life? I kind of like the way, I just kind of like the way that those people are. When did God's children grow up? Nothing would make me more happy than see a bunch of ladies leave this place with hairdos different than what they came. Nothing would make me more happy than the men leave this place with shirt tails untucked and they weren't untucked when they began. Ties off. Sweat streaming off their nose. Listen to me. When you have such a regulated way of worship, I don't care where you go. You come in and you're afraid if you're going to do it right. Yes? Yes? There are some, there's some places so programmed that they're afraid if they're going to clap when they shouldn't clap or do whatever they shouldn't. If you don't watch it, you'll make the apostolic church just like that. Because you got so sophisticated in your praise and your worship. I don't want to, I don't know. They're feeling something, but I just don't know because nobody else is. want them to come in and see everything under the sun childlike concerning God and when they feel that beat in their heart man they just might just shake right on down the aisle and say whoa I don't know what's going on but there's some not even doing half what you can do either. And the 
the same ones that can't give a hand flap in the church will do it at ladies and men's conference in that camp meeting. All right. I, I done did wrong, didn't I? I, done, I, did, I did wrong, didn't I? Because I'm like the observer sometimes. Pastor at these places. Glory. Man, that's my saying over there. Get home from conference. They're doing the robot and worship. You say, when did God's people grow up? Okay, I've just, I've just went real meddling long and everything, but it's been fun. It's been so fun. Let's raise our hands if we shall. They're going to sing. And I'm asking tonight, be men. Be men in malice. Be men in righteousness. Am I killing it? Hallelujah. Be men in holiness. Be men in all those things. Be adults in all those things. But I challenge you, get back to your childlike worship. Get back to your childlike praise. Get back to that, ah, ah, oh, type prayer. Be men in financial stewardship. But honey, be a child in the way that you approach God and you receive from God. Can we raise our hands all across this place? I know I preached an hour and I'm glad about it. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> I am just foolishly happy about it. When I came to church a kid your age, I came thinking what in the world is going to happen tonight. I'm serious. When I was a boy your age, I was like, who's going to do it tonight? I'm just like there, like a dog waiting for a bone. Man, who is it going to, is it going to be sister? So, and if I started hearing the sh- well, that's her. Man, South Gibson Church, we had a lady that put her hair up with chopsticks. And she get this thing going on. And that chopstick would be gone and her hair and length was way out here. And she had the helicopter to Jesus going, honey. She's all happy. Ah! That's what I grew up on. That's the childlike stuff I witnessed almost every service. When did God's children grow up? be childlike in our response to him tonight. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.